0: Welcome to Coffee Chat. Oh, I'm sorry. Rain City Supercars, episode 34. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And we're going to be honest with you right off the bat. As a lot of you may not know this, we record on Mondays, and today has been a Monday for both of us. So we have no idea really where this episode's going to go, but we got some fun ideas.
1: We got some listener mail, so we're going to start with that. Well, we're not going to start with that. That's the main topic. Listener mail listeners. Mostly, I think. Yeah, unfortunately, mostly. Okay, yeah. We're working on that. Anyway, some cool stuff that happened this week. Let's start off with that. because we, uh, Last week was kind of a slow day at Exotics because it rained that morning. So we had...
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was still a pretty good turnout. Oh, I mean, yeah. When, no, when, I, when I love ahead. days
1: like that because we tend to get higher quality and lower quantity. Um, so we had uh, Roy Katz came by with that Saline S7, which if you guys haven't seen... He said probably not a car I could ever buy even if I had the money, but holy crap is it amazing to see in person.
0: Uh the more amazing thing is watching Roy get out of the S seven, I'll be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you laughed at the live video of me trying to get out of the six seventy five LT, you ain't seen nothing till you've seen somebody try to get out of a salient S seven.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I remember the first time I ever saw one of those, like it was actually that color, and there's there's it's a model. I don't know if it's a Celine S7, but it's got a special wing on the back, and there was two of them made, and one of them is in Coeur Idaho, of all places. And it was an old guy that bought it. I mean, like a really old guy. And I remember watching him try to fall out on Coeur Avenue. Avenue. Like, it was, I mean, painful. But um, not only did Roy come out, but we had, uh, if you don't know, and we've mentioned it, and they're good friends of ours, obviously they don't sponsor the podcast, but um, Lamborghini of Bellevue uh, is now a McLaren dealership and they are they are hitting the world McLaren world with a hard hammer i mean they came out strong this weekend with uh like five six, no yeah, five I think they
1: had five 570s and then evan our buddy evan brought yeah. his 570s so they had six 570s all lined it was up like a skittles roll. it was, it was just yeah. all different colors every single one of them yeah. so it was super cool to so, see I it, mean, it
0: was really neat to see um but after exotics dan and i and a couple of our good friends kevin beach and judy drove down and um who else went down with us? amanda from driver's club sorry yep. <laughs> yeah i was like who else was there?
1: <laughs> she gets no attention. Drive A woman driving a GT3 RS in a driver's club wrapped. It looks flat out like a Le Mans car. It's well, awesome.
0: It's hard to see if she's above the steering wheel. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we drove down to LeMay for their, uh, what was it called, uh, Grit... Um, yeah, Grit City, I think. Grit City, Grit City meet. And basically, they do this a couple times a year on a Saturday afternoon, um, and usually it happens after exotics and enough time to drive down. And they, if you haven't been down to LeMay, you should go to LeMay. Great, great opportunity, great cars. I mean wonderful thing to see. They've got the BMW display, the, the, the Heroes of Bavaria display that we've got. Still about.
1: there until the end of the month, I think. Yeah.
0: I mean some great race cars. But on the side lawn there's a side lawn and they do a big outdoor car show. And, and it's actually, an open car show. It's an open car show. Doesn't cost you anything. Um and it was was hosted well, the MC was uh, our good friend, um Mark Green from Cars Yeah. Yeah. I don't know I just about blanked on that. I was like, no, I've known Mark for how long been on his show and I'm can, like, I always know the uh, name. Mark. Somebody i have known for yeah. twenty years. What's his yeah. name again? Mm-hmm. Mark met my dad, which the Mark and Mark, and, and they, they they started like, yeah, we need to talk about Nick. And I was like, yeah, well, yeah,
1: let's not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he hosted, and our previous guest, uh, John Zubrick from yeah. Cats Exotics as well, with his E30 M3 was up there talking about his build and his car, and obviously, if you've seen that car, you realize why, what sets that thing apart from other vehicles, and especially other E30 M3s, the uh, no detail left undone, and forever getting better. Every time I see that car, it gets better, and... That's saying it's just, something. It's a
0: completely original spec. I mean, because of the fact that he's he's kept a lot of it original, but he's done a lot of little things that, you know, like the simple thing like that It shows me the most is the fact that he's put these incredibly beautiful racing mirrors on the side of it. That oh, yeah. They just flow with the body line. It's just incredible. But, you know, uh, our Goodford Christian, who's been on our broadcast from the America's Car Museum. Yeah. Um, uh, she... Well, she, she, I think she, she doesn't put on the event. She puts on the event for the museum. Um, and she invited us down there. And um, it was a little iffy. We were driving down. Um, and the, the weather was a little crappy. But uh, we, uh, we made it down there. The sun came out. It was nice. As it soon as we got fun. there, the
1: sun cleared away. And it was perfect in Tacoma. It's actually absolutely gorgeous Take note, down there.
0: If you invite Dan and I somewhere, when we get there, the sun will come out. Tomorrow. We're like, we're like the male version of Annie. <laughs> I guess we'd be Andy. <laughs> Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, Any, yeah. Those yeah, so. those dolls. Anyway. Yeah, whatever. Oh, Raggedy Ann and Andy. Yeah, yeah that's I, what it is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never played with dolls. Uh, What's that? Yeah, not, what? Nothing. <laughs> don't don't point that. It's a Cabbage Patch Kid. It's worth millions. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's
1: my friend. You got another one up there. You got dolls everywhere. First of all, There's that's an action not, figure. That's, 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 <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> Mom, they're <are> action figures.
0: <laughs> First of all. I'm pretty sure that's a Catholic um, statue. That's not a that's not a doll. Just so we're clear, that's 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 the baby Jesus. But you know, tomato, I, tomato. I understand <laughs> yeah, people knowing you, you wouldn't know who Christ is, so that's okay. Oh, <laughs> I kid, Thanks. I only kid. No, I kid. then no, we don't get religious, but we are. <laughs> Most people, when they get around us, they go, "Oh God,"
1: and yeah. not in a good way. So yeah, and ins- I went home sick after that and pretty much slept the whole day away. But it was an awesome weekend. Uh, feeling better. Yeah, Good finally. On. I still got, still a little stuffed up. Sorry, y'all. But yeah, um, you had a hot date with a bottle of Nyquil. Yeah, did <laughs> it was a very sexy time. Me passed out of my bed. Right. For oh, like there we there hours.
0: Go. There's a visual. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Remember those Nyquil commercials? Like, <laughs> just people just just out. me drooling on my pillow. Just out. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we had a great time down in La May. Uh, the weather turned out really great. It was. Uh, we took the, we took the your your vet down. We took my, Kevin's new six seven lt We took the drivers club car, and then we took my Triumph. You know. Um, we went at different speeds, to say the least. Um, you know. So you guys had
1: the carpool lane advantage. I didn't, so
0: we did. But you know, even in that car, you know, with two people in it going in the carpool lane, it's it's going downhill still hard at sixty. So it's, <laughs> it's,
1: it made a valiant effort. It made it.
0: Yeah, I think, I, and we're talking. I think, uh, I think this winter I'm going to do a little upgrade to that. I think I'm going to put a TR6 transmission with overdrive in it because Ooh. when you're in fourth gear and that's I mean in that car that's direct drive. Like basically, if you're doing yeah. sixty, the engine RPMs are at like thirty three. Thirty-five, four thousand. So if I can get a little overdrive and drop it down to about twenty-three, it'd be a little less wear and tear on the engine. But I'm starting to look into that. Um, if anybody knows any places about about good places to find used Triumph TR6, you know, uh, you can email us um, uh, at what, what we got. We got we got
1: yeah we yeah we have official email. It's info at rainsidysupercars.com or we have a web form on our website. Uh, we do have some listener mail we're going to talk about today, which is actually what inspired this episode. Uh, I don't think, I didn't, we were talking back and forth. I didn't think we had enough for a huge episode on this, but we do love listener mail. Listener mail is one of my favorite things, and we do get it on occasion. We try and drop in things here and there that answer those have questions. Have we got any hate mail yet? No, it's always been nice teasing from Matt with the PT Cruiser.
0: I think you, you, you spelled cruiser wrong. If there's an L in the that's loser, PT loser, <laughs> that's the way it goes. No, <laughs> no it's jeering, Hi, Matt. It's been a while since I've talked to you about your PT Cruiser. (laughs) I'm going to slow down and talk because that's what you're used to doing when you're in a PT Cruiser,
1: slowing down so you can talk. I was kind of hoping he would bring it to Exotic so I could let it in and make sure the Model 3 didn't come in.
0: Oh, geez. (laughs) Oh, Dan, don't start with that. Don't start with that. Those things are a dime a dozen now. Although I really do... I like the car. I
1: think it'd be fun to drive. Yeah, yeah, um, all Teslas are fun to drive. They're great cars. Yes.
0: As, as, you, as anyone knows in this area, um, you can thank Elon Musk and the Bellevue dealership for being like one of the number one dealerships in the world. All of a sudden, like 40 trucks of Model 3s have been dropped off and the world is now massively populated. There's six in my building.
1: Yeah, there's one on virtually every row in my office yeah. now. It's nuts. Imagine that. A bunch of yeah, people shocking, right?
0: doing that, right? I think it's it's getting to the point now where there they're there's so many electric cars around here that they don't have enough chargers. No, they definitely so. don't.
1: They fill up the spots which is kind of weird if they were set, sat empty for years everywhere. And now every time I go down to like Kirkland by the marina, they they're the ones that are always full. They're packed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean I, I mean I get it.
1: I you know that they
0: you drive, you drive a Tesla in ludicrous mode one, one time, and you go, okay, yep. you can only do it a couple of times, but it's it's still a lot of fun. But uh, we got some mail. Well, what do we got? Let's let's hear let's hear from all of our vast fans.
1: It was kind of a funny topic how it came up, because it was one of our listeners who's not a car person, and she asked, okay, so if I bought a, buy a supercar, now what? I was like, well, that's a really interesting question. I've never thought of that, about that before. And she meant it. It wasn't a satir- satirical question. She wanted to know, like okay, well, if I, I get a car, like do I just show up? Well, yeah, pretty much. A lot what's of she talking about general in the world. Like, well, I mean, there
0: there's so many questions that could come off of that. One, are, is it an investment? Right. Is it is what's it going to cost you per mile? Do you own it? Do you lease it? What are the lease? I mean, and a lot of people don't know, um, and and I'm kind of new to this too. There's some really interesting leasing. Opportunities that are coming out that are causing more people to drive these cars.
1: Yeah, they're high mileage leases. Like they're that. high M- mileage. McLaren's leases. got like that twelve thousand mile lease now.
0: Well, it's not only that. It's the, there's that new lease that I heard about in town. Actually, Adam talked to me about it about the fact that you know, like if you bought a new car, McLaren, let's say, and let's say you paid two hundred for it, and you you put so much down. Okay, so your monthly payment is two thousand right. dollars, which is that would be fantastic. Astronomical. I'd have to live in it. And you and you keep and you live and you and you're doing it so long, they they keep telling you what the car is with the mileage and the depreciation. And then let's say one day you decide you've done well and you want to get a 570 spider, which is at that the asking price for that is now two fifty. All you do is you pay the difference between the 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 the, the starting price of the car you own, which was two hundred, and then the new one's two fifty. You pay that extra fifty, and I know that's a lot, but your lease payment stays the same. Yeah. And I know I know there's a lot more details to it and, and a lot more math, but it, I'm going. What it's doing is allowing people to drive these cars. So many people, you, you see these cars sitting in these garages that don't get driven. They are they are a depreciating asset, even though they're not moving. And as we've talked about before many times, the worst thing you can do to a supercar or any type of car is, is let not it sit. It. And yeah. yeah, so it's interesting. I mean, when, when Dan brought up this question, it it you know as a car person, it triggers 800 different responses in my brain. Right.
1: And that was one of the things. It was well, her question was directed at how does she get involved? Like, if she just show up at the car meets? Just just show up at Exotics, um, and that again took us down this huge rabbit hole of man. There's a million ways to answer that because it depends what you want to do. If you just want to hang out with car people and you want to talk cars, yeah, that's probably your best bet is to show up to Exotics, find people with like minded like minded individuals with similar cars, and just be there. Uh, don't get cocky. Listen. Introduce yourself. Be outgoing. People are actually really welcoming in the car community don't
0: talk over that first point of don't be cocky yeah
1: so that's rule number one for any car meet whatever you want to do don't be cocky um it's don't be a, <laughs> a canoe I'm, i'll say it like <laughs> you,
0: you know we've talked about this dan and i have said we, we've had the opportunity to have been at multiple car shows and we have seen some of the nicest people and some of the meanest people
1: yeah there's the that own these cars yeah, there's the guy who shows up and expects a certain treatment, shows up, a, shows up late, expects a front-row parking spot because he brought a nice car. Um, that's usually not how that works. That usually means you're not going to get allowed into the show, whether it's us or anybody else. The minute you come up with that attitude of no matter what kind of car you have is that you have this...
0: Oh, this is a very generalized statement we were saying. And I mean... Yeah, it doesn't you know, matter what kind is, of car you have. This is not exotics. This is not concorso, This is... This is the world we live in. This is car shows down in California, everything. They're really starting to crack down on these <laughs> canoes. These people that come in, believe they own, the, they, because they've shown up in, in a car that they've you know, bought, whatever. I mean, they've earned it. They, they, they've got the loan, as I put it. Yeah, they've so, got the loan. <laughs> they got the loan. You know, A bank will, will loan you as much money as you want as long as you can prove you don't need
1: it. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Is that we mostly see it at exotics with not high-end exotics. It's usually the guys who bought in the bare minimum bar to get into the show based on the criteria list, or even if they're not on the criteria list, they'll be like, it's this color of this year of there's only a certain amount of, of this Boxster. I'm just gonna throw it out. Oh,
0: there. you just threw that. Wow. That's yeah. Just, okay, it's, so, it's okay. Yeah. Interesting.
1: It, or it's a uh, Corvette owners with standard C sixes. Exactly. Yeah, angry. dog. Even the
0: neighbor's dog doesn't want like those yeah. Corvette
1: owners. I'll tell you. No, but I mean, I see it at every show where it's like, you know, yeah, but they only made a hundred of this color this year. I'm like, yeah, but they made twenty three thousand the next year. Okay, I mean, plethora, plethora.
0: <laughs> now, I mean, it's I I understand that a lot of people that are very successful and own these cars, and we are I'm talking everything from, you know, high-end BMWs, Mercedes, Ferrari, Maserati, everything. I mean, we're, I'm covering a vast thing here, have worked hard. There are some that haven't. There's, there are some that, you know.
1: Yeah, but even, yeah, as we've said, though, you know many of those guys who are great, too. Yeah, they're good people. Come from money, and they're still really nice people. I don't
0: understand where the attitude comes from, where you all of a sudden think because you've accorded something or you've, you've been able to get the loan that you're better than somebody. And it's not... it's. It's just not true, and and a car community will eat you alive. Yeah. Um. And and I will say this: there are the pocketed car communities that are all. d***s. <laughs> d- <laughs> and those the, those they they eat the nice people alive, and I've seen that. I mean, I hate to say it, but there's a lot but of. But they're the California. vast minority. Though. They're
1: absolutely. But. And they're I mean, usually an outcast.
0: The Pacific Northwest is in itself in every car community in in the the lowrider community in the you know the the Honda community. People that really, you know, attract attention to themselves and are, are d*** get driven out.
1: You're just going to have me beep like everything in this episode, aren't you?
0: Oh, I didn't know I couldn't say that. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Oh, I did You know, you got to give me a list. This got to be like a George Carlton of the, like the seven things I can't say, you know, so <laughs> I mean, I'm passionate about this because I've been, I've been bashed around. I've been treated like crap by people. And, and, and you know, I just think it's, this is my PSA.
1: So. Yeah. The fact is though is it's still it's the minority we don't actually get a lot of that here so if you have a nice car if you go buy so if you go buy a supercar and like i said and nick and i feel like we're at the entry level to this here in the in the pacific northwest his maserati or my z06 we're at the the low bar for cars here if you're into that kind of community and that's fine it's all about the attitude you bring to it so if you got a new car and you want to come hang out the best thing to do is connect with a group of people especially if you want a club uh porsche Club's a great one you're going to find people of all walks of life there Ferrari Club, Lamborghini Club, whatever, come to Exotics, uh, go to one of the LeMay shows, just start talking to people with cars like yours, tell them you're new to the scene, be honest with them, you'll find like-minded people that you you will like.
0: I always say budget your time, and I've learned this the hard way. If you go up to somebody at a show and you start to talk to them, be prepared to talk to them for the next 20 to 25 minutes, because (laughs) I have seen people talk longer about their cars than their children. It's like it's a nice car oh where'd you go oh, i see there's a sticker your, your daughter went to columbia yeah she went to columbia but let me tell you about the car yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> um i actually got into a wonderful conversation with a, a gentleman who's a member of the club auto down at lamay um who had this beautiful Oh, the black trium- one. Oh, the truck i mean it's just incredible and i mean he taught me more things in in the 20-minute conversation i had with him that i the, he, he broke through i've been looking for breakthroughs in so many different areas with that car and he he nailed them all. So He's like, oh, no, you talk to this guy. Now you need to go here. And it's amazing because people love to talk about their cars, and they love the connection, and it brings you together.
1: Yeah. That car was – I wish I had his name because I wish I could post – I need to post or find photos of that car. That's one of the nicest TR3s I've ever seen. And he drives it, and he's got a TR – Six,
0: no, what was it? He, he's, there's one, he's got one in the museum in the British display. It's a Triumph. Um, oh, I didn't know that, I
1: wasn't there for that conversation. That's cool, yeah. I remember, remember when we were not surprised up the looking at his yeah, tier three, it,
0: it, it's it's a hard top, it's, it's almost like a hard top tier six. I had never seen one before, but uh, yeah, he's 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 a big supporter of the museum and drives his cars. That does was, not surprise me yeah, at all looking so. at that thing,
1: yeah. And like we said, that's one of the best things about LeMay is we feel like we get spoiled by seeing so many cars every time I go through that museum, and I've been through there like 10 times now. I'm always shocked. I'm like, I didn't know that car was here. I didn't know they existed.
0: Well, they moved, they, they transfer stuff out. They, they did a big, uh, detailed display and they were bringing, it was a Citroen.
1: What was that? Yeah. It wasn't a DS. No. It was a newer model Citroen,
0: but it had been in storage. They were doing a paint. I mean, newer
1: as in like early seventies. Yeah. Early. yeah, not, <laughs> A
0: newer Citroen.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so I, I know they still make citrons. Don't email me about that, but it was just, I. We, so, one of the cool things we had, LeMay, while we were down there... Email
0: us. Just don't email us about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should mention this. Down at LeMay, they do these... If you look at their events, they do a lot of classes, especially if you join Club Auto. And it was cool. They walked us through uh, clay bar, uh, polish, and wax on this Citrone And it was... As much as I've seen this stuff, it was super beneficial, even for somebody like me who's used clay bar a million times.
0: All of us, all of us you, you, everybody, me, did. Chloe, uh, we were all sitting there going, oh, "I've been doing that wrong." Oh, yep. I've been doing that wrong. Oh, and, I've been doing that. And they really made wrong. it looks, and it was
1: so much easier too because I think if anything I've been overdoing it. Mm-hmm. So it was super educational. I, so I've, like,
0: I've had that that Griot's buffer for I don't know how long, and we've used it once or twice, right.
1: I use my. I have this Porter Cable one I got off Amazon, and I've used it on my my Land Cruiser because I've got so many scratches yeah. on it. And I I keep looking at the way they do. I'm like, oh, that looks a lot easier than the way I was doing it, <laughs> and a lot more effective. Yeah. So anyway, thanks again to Lemay and Chrissy. Back on topic though, uh, it's isn't it isn't that short of a topic. Like I said, you can go down this rabbit hole. So, is it as simple as going up to the show and talking to like-minded people? Yes. But another thing you can do is come up to people like us. You can email us, you can go look for a show. If you're looking specifically and you really wanna get involved, go find the show coordinators, the people who run these shows and not just us, no matter where you are, the people who are the most passionate about this and who live it are the coordinators. Go to your local auto museum, go to your local, whoever runs the car club and tell them you wanna get involved on what level you wanna get involved and be prepared because there's, you'd be surprised how much help is wanted in a lot of these organizations, how much they need volunteers.
0: Like Dan said, there is a car club for every car community. I mean, we have a Citroen car club. We got British car club. Actually, it, one of the best websites that I send people to, and and I love to tell people to go to Exotics, but I always tell people to go to the XXX um, uh, Burger Stand and and look at their website for their car community. Oh yeah, those have guys have a have two or three shows a week. Yeah, and it everything hot rods, exotics. I mean, they they've done everything, and it's it's a cool place to do. It's easy on and off the freeway. Um, it's it's a lot of fun.
1: Stick to the root beer. I'm not a big fan of the burgers, but yeah.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, food food's not bad, but I mean, it is. It's some. It's always sort of been the mecca of of the car community in the Issaquah. Like I said, it's it's brought people in. People come to those shows from all around. Yeah, and and if, they, you, they if do you're it. on the it's west fun. side,
1: it's just a straight shot down I 90. So yeah. it's even easier to get to from Seattle. Yeah. And Seattle hates cars.
0: Oh, did you hear what they did in Alki? Okay.
1: Yes, Noise we should ordinance. talk about that. Yeah. That's another thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, not- so don't go to Alki. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, Alki, I'm actually... This I is think
0: that's going to... I think that's... So if you don't know, and I'm not sure how they did that because Alki is part of Seattle, but Alki now has a noise ordinance for loud cars. And I think they're doing it to crack down on like the fart cans and, and things like
1: that. I'm actually totally in favor of this. Really? Because I don't think... Well, for one... Um, they did this in London and I mean... Yeah, but the people we see on TV or on videos from London, I'm really hoping get arrested 99% of the time because they're doing 100 down a side street in their Lamborghini. But uh, in Alkai, oh yeah, that's bad. Sorry, yeah, I agree. Yeah, (laughs) time and a place, folks. Yeah, agreed. uh, So what the the law they passed in Alki is a sound ordinance that says cars, you can't, you're not supposed to hear a vehicle more than not just a car, motorcycles too, more than 75 feet away. Okay, so a stock diesel truck, you're gonna be able to hear from. 150 feet away a mile and a half away but <laughs> see <this> black smoke. <laughs> the catch is and i'm not so on the the bad side of the police that i believe they're purposely just looking for anybody to pull over they're looking for the troublemakers i don't think they're going to go out there if you have a stock exhaust and your stock car and you're just driving through and you're not revving and you're not in first gear doing 50 down alki you're probably going to be fine i think who they're targeting because i've been down there enough to know it's the loud stereos the loud motorcycles that are wrapping it out all the way down the hot rods. Uh, I don't mean hot rods. It's usually it's usually not hot rods. It's usually guys with crappy. It's,
0: it's the fart can Hondas. Yeah, or
1: even just the five zero Mustangs with straight pipes and challengers and stuff like that, making a ton of noise. And it does ruin it for all because If you're, if I was a resident there, I would be so annoyed. That place is awful.
0: You know, it's funny. There's something on your vet that has and uh, that, that I want to talk about it because of this noise ordinance. And it's this when you when you go downshift and your your car automatically blips, blips It rev matches it rev matches yeah which. I have seen. We have a very good friend of ours who will remain nameless, who has a Lamborghini and was coming off the freeway and his car downshift like that, and the police pulled him over because they thought he was hot rodding, and trying to be, uh, you know, rude, and he's not. But I'm wondering if if cars like yours, that people that are doing that, like, just like we always joke about the fact that I, I don't necessarily know what the Maserati sounds like because I'm never in behind it, but like but so when I'm behind your car, when it does that, it's shocking. It's it's. <clears throat> I mean, it 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 really it. You know it puckers you, so I I don't know, and I wonder if that's going to be an opportunity for cops to
1: kind of. Yeah, but on mine I just turn off the exhaust. Same with your Maserati. Well, I know you
0: can. I mean, well, and that and that's what I was I was I was talking to my mom about that. We uh, we were together this weekend, and and uh she was we were talking about this, and then she says she says well d- was this an issue like can you not drive to Alki anymore? And I said no, I said because like with the Maserati for it to be loud you got to be really on it and going, and most of the time on the weekends in Alki you're doing five miles an hour but right. it's people just you know
1: yeah it's the guys in the bikes and the lot of cars just forza
0: can their they their folgers coffee can on the back of their honda
1: right and with mine i live in the burbs so i turn off my exhaust every time i come home later or even just most of the day because i don't want to bother my neighbors it's one of my favorite features on my car it's like i love the fact that i love the noise on my car i've said many times on the podcast that that's my favorite thing about the car is the noise that it makes it's always exciting to turn that car on when it's cold in the parking garage at work sometimes you know but, it's deafening, but yeah. Yes, but I, I mean, I love the noise of that car. But I also love the fact that I can come home at late at night, turn off the exhaust, and I might as well be driving a Camry.
0: After you've been out on late night feeding baby seals and doing things for the environment, right? Right. Exactly. Of course, planting I mean, trees. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Planting trees out of the door of your vet. Burning dinos. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, it, I mean it's it's going to be interesting. I just I don't know. I feel like some modern cities. I understand that if you live in a city, obviously I live on Bellevue Way, and I yeah, hear we people hear it all the time blasting, on the podcast. Even. Yeah, I mean, blasting by, and I think that's obnoxious. And you know, I always tell people like people always come up to me and they're like, "Oh, why can't I rev my car here?" You know, at events, and it's like it's annoying, and it and it shocks people, and it scares animals, and it.
1: Well, we have neighbors to think about it, Redmond. That's why it's such a hard, oh, yeah. fast rule. Is it? It turns people away from businesses. Um, well, even here though, it's like, if I hear a car just downshifting normally and it just sounds good, I actually love that noise. Yeah. Just like you do. But if I hear somebody just like literally 40 miles an hour, first gear wrapped out in their, you know, 89 civic, yeah, yeah, (laughs) Nissan Sentra, then it's (laughs) just like, no dude, you're just annoying. Yeah. There's a huge difference between somebody who's got a performance car, who's just letting it be Ferrari. For example, if you're like one of the best sounding cars in the world. There's no quiet mode. I mean, there is, but even a quiet Ferrari is still even one of the Even with best the valves closed, it's still loud. Yeah, I mean, it's but it's not... You can tell the difference between a guy who's downshifting just to be as loud as possible and a guy who's just downshifting. Sure. There's a huge difference, and I think the police know that as well as anybody else. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too. I have faith. Um, like I said, I don't think they're targeting just the regular guy. I think they're targeting the abusers, and that's fine with me.
0: I'm fine with that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we got a few more things to cover.
0: Hey, this is Nick from Rain City Supercars. This part of the podcast is brought to you by M Squared Fitness. Personalized fitness, personalized performance. Find M Squared Fitness online at
1: m2-fitness.com. Mention Rain City Supercars. Get your first session free. So during the break, Nick and I were talking, and I realized that I actually didn't know how Nick got into the car scene. We've ta- we talked about it with me, and I basically just showed up at Exotics and met Nick and – he never let me go. And uh, yeah No, I got you for my birthday, remember? Yeah. Yeah, your birthday They got cousin. me for his birthday. Yeah. But I was like, how did you even start with the exotic scene? Because, I mean, much like each other, we didn't have supercars. We didn't come from a pile of money where we had cars from the beginning. We had nice cars that we worked on a lot.
0: I mean, to be fair, we still don't have a pile of money or... No,
1: but at the same time... Sometimes a pot to piss in, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: at least when we have cars, we can bring to the show now, even if they're entry level.
0: So to the best of my knowledge and as people don't understand this like you know we do it, we do it every Saturday and but I have I have to say if I if, if Exotics wasn't here I would not be getting up on Saturday mornings. Oh god no. I'd be I'd be sleeping in. But in my mind the memory I have <laughs> it's probably altered by many years of whiskey and and good times with Rainier. I ended up I was living on Mercer Island at the time and I think I somehow ended up in Redmond on a Saturday morning which does not make sense to me. Like I I tend to when I get to a new area, I, I tend to like go out in like a circular pattern. Like I start, I mean, I, I remember when I first moved here, like I was doing laps around Mercer Island, which can be really fun <laughs> if you have the right car. Um, but I ended up, I ended up in Redmond, and um, of course did like many people I did I mean I you know probably the first time I did six or seven slow passes to try to figure out what it was or what was going on or you know could I get in I, I had my BMW my dine-in which I mean I was driving past the parking lot looking at going yeah they're not going to want me in there <laughs> and I think I, I ended up parking somewhere and I, I kind of walked over and um, as you know the thugs are very welcoming and that's one of the that's one of the things that's always been the joke and the fact that we uh we we're, we're called the thugs but we're, we're pretty good people. I mean, we all have criminal Yeah, we pick on each people. other. That's oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. I mean, you should see. If, if, if the world could see our private chat that we have on Facebook, they would, <laughs> you know, they'd probably turn us in. Um, but I ended up talking to, I think at the time, the first person that I talked to was John Fowler. Oh yeah, and and uh, of course Michaela, the honey badger, was running the gate. Or I mean, it, it, she was starting to run the gate. And um, this this was not long after they had moved to Redmond, like maybe a year. You know, a, a lot of people don't know they started on Old Main here. At, yeah, right um, by your place. Yeah, by Five Twenty Bar and yeah, Grill. Yeah, Five Twenty. It used to be the Bella Pastries. It used to be across the street where yeah. the uh, where Glass Baby is now. And so I ended up kind of asking you know you know like most people do and and I find it funny now because when people come up to us and go I'd like to volunteer and I'm thinking you have no idea what this takes but um, I asked and um, at the time you know it was just show up you know we had the we had the workers vest that everybody thought that at the time there was a bunch of construction going on around Redmond Townsend so everybody thought we were construction workers or just you know we we all showed up for the uh, you know the uh, the village people concert and this we just happened to be the group of construction people's walking around but um, and it ended up sort of um, really enjoying it, Me- meeting a, um, some of my lifelong friends now. Um, the fact that, you know, I mean, there was there was a real core back then. A lot of people have moved away, and a lot of people are here. You know, um, uh, Tom Nolte, Vic, uh, you know, Blair North, who was one of the funniest people I'll ever meet in my life, um, um, and just some really good people, and kind of formed a, a relationship there, and, I mean, started to show up, and, and that was one of the things I liked about it, and that's what, to this day is... You didn't have to have a supercar. You didn't have to have uh, millions of dollars to be a part of this group. It was about the cars. It was about the about the things. And we used to do a lot of stuff that we, we you know, we used to, there used to be a really fun event we used to do at Remlinger Farms that one of our patrons put on and, and, and a friend of Tom's, but it, it's just, it's one of these things like where you sort of find a, you're like-minded people, like you when you and I met, we always joke about the fact, you know, but you just sort of, you, you gravitate to that and, you, and your life, I mean, I was new to the area. I think I knew, I knew some of my clients and that was about it. And, you know, most of my clients probably didn't want to hang out with me on the Saturdays, you know, so I was hanging out on Mercer Island and, and just sort of trying to figure out where I wanted to be and find my, my people, you yeah. know.
1: I remember the first time I came, I had my C6 Z06. This is way back in 2010. I think our our friend Jeff Miller, from JMI Motoring, who Sean knew, from our previous guest, yeah. Sean McDonough, he was how I met everybody through here. And I pulled into my Z06. And I remember doing like a loud downshift into first. And Sean, the first thing he told me is, don't rev your car. And he kind of gave me this finger point. I was like, okay. I kind of put my shame my head down. I was like, okay. He knew I was new.
0: That's what people don't get. They, they think that we're these, these criminals that are trying to beat on them for doing that. But... We've all done it. Don't do it, but we've done it. Like, yeah. I mean,
1: just listen. That's yeah. all. And so, and so I didn't. And so from there, and I just I came down. I was living in Arlington at the time. So it was an hour drive to come to, or 45 minutes at least on a Saturday morning to get to Exotics. Or Does Redmond.
0: Sean beat you? Does, is he higher up than you? Where, 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 where Sean lives? He's not in Arlington, is he? Yeah. So so it was a, it was also a pretty yeah. close drive for you. But yeah. Okay. Exactly. But yeah.
1: And so, yeah. And so then I, I kept coming back when I could. And I worked that crazy schedule. I was working nights. So a couple of times I would come from work here to the show. I would get off work at 6am then I would drive and I'd go get coffee and just wait somewhere and then be like, okay, it's about eight o'clock. So now I can go to the show, but I not want to drive to Arlington and back. Get and off so- work.
0: You have to count all
1: those ones. I mean, figure out where they were all stuffed. <laughs> right.
0: And, <you> know, <laughs> head to Mercury Coffee and have a, you know, a mocha. Yeah, yeah exactly. Super, yeah.
1: And so, yeah, I just, it was, I didn't want to drive all the way home. So I'd go take a nap at a parking lot somewhere that I'd come to exotics. I did that for quite a while. Then I finally moved to Woodenville, and I had, what car did I have? My C63. I hated that car. And then I brought that a couple of times when it ran and then I got the GTR and that's when I really started showing up because I started, I joined the GTR group and I met Kevin Flynn. I met Seth Thomas and Evan, all those guys, uh, uh, Kevin Beach actually, sort of remotely through that. A bunch of our previous guests and I have met because, and become friends because I've joined online car groups. Another thing you can do when you get a supercar is join those forums, not just Facebook, but the forums. If you really want to dive in deep, the forums are where you want to go.
0: And and I I want to emphasize this. You don't have to own a supercar to be part of these things. No, no, no. There are wonderful Nissan. The Nissan group around here is incredible. The Hondas. I mean, there's a lot of really great Oh, the off-road community is awesome here. Oh, God. Yeah.
1: The off-road community is bigger than anything here, probably. And they're the most low-key. They have huge events all over the place.
0: Unless you're a group of 18 year old kids that take your mother's suburban up into the snow with 20 inch rims, get high, and then don't realize how you're going to get out, but that's another story. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was a really fun one, though.
0: But uh, yeah, it's just it's like I said, we've always talked about how welcoming this community is, and we've I mean, and and Dan and I laugh because you know obviously we were occupying the same space for a very long time and had never met each other, but um, it's it's a lot of fun to be a part of the community here, and it's they're very accepting, but they're also very I don't want to. The word that comes to my mind is judgmental, but it's not. But my point is, they don't stand for crap. Like
1: yeah, they don't tolerate people misbehavior. Very much. One of
0: my favorite things, and, and I don't want to get you sued for this, Dan, but you know, is we had an issue with a Nissan, and Dan wasn't even there, but Dan put out the word to the Nissan Club, and the Nissan Club was on it and figured out who it was and
1: was dealing with it on their end. And
0: it's just they don't want the bad reputation.
1: Yeah, they don't want to follow them at all, which is a very good yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, it keeps people in line. It keeps the community. People have, here have figured out that it makes the community better to be tough on people. It's it's tough love. Like, they're not going to kick you out and never talk to you again if you make a stupid mistake. As long as you own up to it. If you keep passing blame, then you're automatically flagged as that person who doesn't own up to their responsibilities or, or their accountability.
0: Well, I mean, so. and I love the world that we live in. The fact that people go, it wasn't me. Really? Because I mean, I've got six people that have filmed your car. I got your license plate number. Um, you know, Redmond PD knows who you are. So, we still want to do this? Like, uh... yeah.
1: It always amazes me when people are like that, but. I, I, you know, I mean, it's the Internet. Age. I think
0: I think people just we think we just walk through the parking lot and go black GTR. That's got to be the guy. Yeah. So, I mean, like, no, nope, it wasn't my car. <laughs> oh, right. Uh-huh, sure. I mean, no, yeah. I mean, I remember being very welcome. I mean, and, and the thugs always to obviously to this day. Uh, I'm, I'm always grateful to be a part of it. I mean, it's a great group. And but it, it, was, it was sort of like a family. You just you, I kind of met my people. And it's just I've well, said
1: many times you come for the cars, you stay for the people. Whether you're a spectator or an attendee or – I mean, or a spectator or a staff or whatever you want to call us. Yeah. Volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> staff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, no. I've been called worse. Um,
1: it's a great way to get past the Seattle freeze. For a city that's known for being cold-shouldered, it sure isn't if you go to these things. Well,
0: and I, and it's, it's – it's, it's, speaking of the Seattle freeze, and that is something, but I always get a kick out of it. And and it's interesting with the thugs because, like, we, we do a lot of work in the summer. I mean, we're there and we're everything. And when we end – we meet about one or two more times and then everybody kind of goes and hibernates like there's some there's a little bit of chat here and there but we're all friends and we all love each other and if we need something but we kind of all just sort of go to our own places and we sort of you know yeah. <laughs> regroup and, and, you know, you know
1: we hibernate. It takes a lot out of you. Yeah. yeah. To go every single Saturday, it's it, a lot of time. It
0: is. It's a, it's a lot of commitment. And, you know, but we sacrifice our personal lives and everything just for you. We, I want you to know that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know,
1: <laughs> we don't enjoy it at that's all. That's what
0: Dan and I do for you. I mean, you know, we do this for you. We don't, you know, we don't necessarily like cars that much, but we, we know that you do. So, yeah, that's, that's the important <laughs> thing, right? Um, I want to talk about something that was big in the news this week. Oh, so. yeah. This is
1: a great topic we need to follow up on.
0: And it, it it has to do with the beginning of of our of Redmond Town Center, and I know we're I know we always talk about the fact that we don't like to talk about it, but this is something that we need to talk about. Um, yeah, now is, that it's out there, now that it's out. Oh, there, it's, it, yeah, it's out there. Yeah, it's been, it's been um, as many of you know if you've seen in the news. I mean, it's been on Forbes, it's been on CNN, Fox News, everything. Um, there is a local car, a uh, 1962 Ferrari 250 GTO that is going to go up for auction, that is owned by a very prominent collector here in the Pacific Northwest and who's been a huge part of Exotics at Redmond Town Center. Yeah. And this car has been a huge part of uh, Exotics at Redmond Town Center and has given us... We've always said, like... um, The the guys that started have always said, the photos are what make Exotics at Redmond Town Center work because it shows the cars. And this car has been... Our, I mean, it's been—it's the lead car and photo on everything we own, pretty much. Yeah, it's our cover
1: car. It's a—it's been like if you're a car photographer and you go to exotics, chances are it's your cover, because it's such an amazing car.
0: And what people don't realize is this—this '62 GTO started life. Like any, uh, when you think, if you're a car person and you think of a Ferrari GTO, like not the new version, you think of the narrow nose, you know, the classic GTO, this car has much more, this has racing heritage. It's been, I mean, it's, it's, it's been raced. It's been gone. It's gone back to the factory and it's been rebodied.
1: This thing's um, driven
0: and it's driven. The owner not only drives it on the track, but it's got Washington license plates on it. Like not collector plates, not collector plates, he drives it. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's probably, out of all the supercars he owns, hypercars, I think that's the only one that doesn't have a good-to-go pass, but I don't know if it matters. But um, this car, like I said, and I'll have Dan post the article. A very good friend of Exotics at Ribbon Townsend, Rebecca Lindland, who you can read about in the blog, came up and did a wonderful article on this car. And it is going to auction at uh, RM Sotheby's down in Monterey. Which we'll be there for. Which we'll be there for. Um, And if you keep up with the car community and know about these cars. There was a privately sold GTO that didn't have as much heritage as this car. That I mean, and the number is floating, it's gone everywhere from 60 to 70 million. So I'm going to say 65 million. And this car, I mean, in the article there she talks about the fact that you know, they're like the excess of 45 million. I think it's going to be double that. I just think
1: yeah, I would love to see it go for 100. I'd like to see a car break that just for his sake too. I mean, he's a great guy and it's a great but car. There's a
0: part of me too that says, "Who's I mean, 100 million dollars for a car like
1: but sixty-five, seventy million. We'll I, see. I, I, mean, I don't know. I, I know idea, it's but. going
0: to go, and I and it's going. It's. I mean, it's. They're going to break a world record with this car. It will happen between auction fees and things like that. And you know, um, this car has been in the ownership of the, the. Has the owner has had the owners had it for about eighteen years. Um, and like we said, has loved it, driven it, raced it. It's. It's been on uh, the, you know, if you don't know the Ferrari, everybody that owns these GTOs gets together every five years and they do drive, and. Also, another interesting fact about the Pacific Northwest. Of the I forgot how many, there's like 30, is there 35 of these cars total or something like that? Or what? How many, do you know how many yeah, number there it's
1: are? Mid 30s or low 30s, and they're all accounted for.
0: Three or four of them are within a 200 mile radius of here. There's two in Seattle, there's one in Portland. Yeah. And there's a, I mean, so the you know obviously the we always we always balk about the fact that this the 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 pacific northwest has these car these the incredible car collections but really we have we hold some of them the the most you know um what's the word i'm looking for expensive (laughs) rare exclusive cars um like i said we will post the article the Forbes article uh, uh, the four forbes article up up on the thing but it's a really cool thing i mean you know, you the video is
1: fantastic. They did a video of it at the Ridge, and it's breathtaking. The sound alone and watching the car go around the track that they did for the auction, did you see that? It's embedded in the Forbes article. It's Oh, amazing. no, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I have, I've, I've seen, I mean, you, you got to think. The other people that own G- GTOs like this You know, are uh, Nick Mason, who is the drummer from Pink Floyd, who's an incredible far, Ferrari collector. Yeah. Um, there's, and, and the article is really good uh, as far as things go. But, um As the owner has said, you know he's owned it lovingly for 18 years and and, and maintained it, but um, he's ready for something new. And he wants to buy other
1: cars. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's maybe he wants to buy 100 other cars.
0: uh, Yeah, who knows? (laughs) Uh, He's always been an eclectic collector. He's a big Ferrari collector, but um, uh, and and I'm not. I want I want to say this. Um, he He is a friend of ours, and 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 many people will go, oh, well, I know who that is, but there's just i mean it the name's all over the article so i just don't want i just don't yeah, feel I'll post like i the article i just don't feel like it's yeah. right to name drop on the show
1: but, um if you do want a chance to see one of these cars and i i have no knowledge of any other 250 G- 250 gtos being at this event but the ferrari concourse d'Elegance, which will be they're saying it's the last one i think they're taking a year off um
0: uh, no the ferrari club the north american ferrari club is going to do their really big national show up in in two, 2020 or 2021
1: yeah, something like that. Something like so that, this is yeah. the last local one. But uh the Ferrari Concourse d'Elegance will be July eighth in Renton of all places, where they usually do it. There's a lake down there. It's and
0: just so we're clear, I'm we're not saying this car will be here. In fact, I know I can almost I promise no, it won't be. But there because, may be another one. Yeah, there may be another I know there there is another there is a there is another uh actually a very rare right hand drive. drive. Uh, 250 gto that is owned here um but this car we probably won't see it in the pacific northwest again i don't unless unless somebody up here buys it yeah but um
1: that'd be really cool if they did I i'd
0: from what I'm learning, and because, you know, I don't have a lot of knowledge for when you list a car that's worth this much. So then, um, once you list it, they, there's very uh, very tight rules as far as when the car can be seen and things like that. And so um, I think the next time Dan and I will probably see it is in Monterey. And we're going to try to see it go across the auction block because, I mean, it's going to make history. So,
1: Yeah. I'll post a link to the event that's coming up. It's uh, the Northwest Region Ferrari Club of America. It's nwrfca.org. You can go to their events. It's at Lake Kathleen coming up on July 8th. Uh, it's open to the public there. I think there is a pay to get in, I believe, but, uh, oh no, it's free to all spectators. What do you know? Check that out even. So if you want to see literally some of the nicest cars in the world, quite literally, you can go see them for free on July 8th. All you got to do is show up.
0: There's a, there's a little paragraph in the article, and like I said, I want to give all the credit here to Forbes, um, but and I love it. It says, the GTO does not have a speedometer, which apparently is for rookies or for those with learner's permits. The GTO is a race car, so RPMs and gears are more important than speed. Uh, so you know you've got 8,000 RPM redline and five gears in the gearbox. So how fast are you going? Maybe 175. It's just like... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Like that's that's true you know because race car we if you' have heard that phrase because race car it's like there's no speedometer like I don't know how fast I'm going I'm going fast enough to get across this finish line so
1: yeah I'm going faster than that guy yep and I can make that turn and that's what matters
0: pretty much pretty much so it it's a pretty monumental event and the fact that this car is, is going up for sale and I guarantee you once it's for sale you will see it all over every news. Oh it'll be in every magazine every yeah. blog
1: you follow it'll have that price flashed everywhere whatever it goes for. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited what we will be there during auction week in Monterey for this though because I really want to watch it go live. I'm sure the crowd's going to be pretty hyped up to see it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and, and I guarantee it will be something that will be on TV and, and places like that. I can't guarantee that, but I know that...
1: Oh, it'll show up on YouTube, I'm sure. Somebody will be videoing it, if on anything. On the YouTubes? Yes. All right. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll close this out. Hey, everybody. This is Dan from Rain City Supercars. Rain City Supercars is brought to you by M-Squared Fitness, personalized fitness and personalized performance. Nick and I are both members at M-Squared and can personally testify to the great results. You can find M squared fitness at m2 fitness.com or on Facebook or Instagram at m2fitnessredmond. Mention Rain City supercars and get your first visit free. But remember, you've got to mention Rain City supercars. Speaking of California,
0: don't call it a comeback. No, sorry, different. different <laughs> come- <I'm> sorry.
1: <laughs> we are headed to California this weekend. Uh, it's our friend Eric's wedding, and we're doing a little drive for Concorso Italiano. Yeah. And we're doing a fun drive back out to. Actually, going? if
0: we have any listeners down in the Monterey area on Sunday, we are doing a drive for Concorso. It costs twenty five dollars. Dan and I are making the money. The money all goes to uh, it child all goes help to charity, and child. And it's a, it's going to be a great a great event. We're going to do a nice drive out of Black Horse, where the uh, Concorso is really held, and out to a really fun little winery out in the uh, Monterey Valley.
1: Yep. And we're going to take it easy, not drink too much, because I have a fun little route planned that'll take us to a cool little space. I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it because there's a cool little place that I haven't taken anybody to out there that I discovered via some satellite images and colleagues. And
0: I, a... I got a mandate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's that's not what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> well, then I don't want to go. You made it sound all like,
0: you know, fun.
1: I'll bring a picnic blanket for Woo-hoo, you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: <No, never mind. laughs> <laughs> I'm not going down that rabbit hole.
1: So, uh, yeah, I found some amazing roads outside the hills of California, right outside of Monterey. Uh, I had called in some favorites, had somebody scout out a little location for me that people are, probably have no idea exists out there. So, I'm excited to do this drive and excited to post about it later. Because if you know me, dancedrives.com, I love finding new drives. So, and then we're going to head back the fun way. I think we're going to go through Yosemite, the Tahoe. Uh, then no, that's probably suck. Yeah, terrible maybe some crater lake and bend i don't know sounds awful i know but we'll we'll survive well yeah <laughs> yes we will
0: i'm i'm actually looking forward to it i mean uh there are very few people that I can spend that much time in a car with. <laughs> you're one of them. So I have earplugs. You know, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> hey. Well,
1: what I'm hoping is that we'll try and do some uh, live stuff from the road for you guys. Uh, if you like our Facebook page, you can catch us up on there. Um, Instagram yeah. as well.
0: And it, like I said, if you're in Monterey or you know anybody in Monterey and you want to pass us along, the invite is on Concorso's Facebook page. There, there's a link on my Facebook page. Or you can send us an email. We'll gladly send you the information.
1: So. Yeah. I'll post it up on our webpage as well. So yeah. When this goes live, you will see that invitation. Actually, I'll probably post it up before this goes live. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Well, like we said, it, it was kind of all over the place, but uh, you know, we'll call this our ADHD episode. Uh, squirrel!
1: We and actually have a lot of guests coming up. We have a lot of big changes coming up, too, that we're really excited to talk about. We can't talk about it yet. But we, we can't talk about it yet. So stay tuned. No
0: contract, no talkie. <laughs> no, uh, again, uh, thanks for listening to Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick.
1: I'm Dan. Don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.